Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How's everybody doing? I want to welcome you into a very special episode of NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. I have one of my favorite people on the planet on the podcast today. This brother is as cool as the other side of the pillow. I challenge everybody to take a deep dive into his story. He's one of the most decorated ball players we have seen play the game. Absolute stud. He was the first pick in the 2007 draft. Forgive me, that may give it away. This brother was dominant at every level. Footwork, touch around the basket, feel of the game. Ahead of his time, this brother has one of the most amazing stories. None other than my dog, Mr. Greg Oden. Greg, what's good with you, baby? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Greg, first off, I think it's so important for you to be on because your story is a special one. And as ball players, I think we all don't know when that ball stops bouncing. But for me, it's even more important, bro, because I want to tell your story, brother. You're one of the biggest stories, like, I, I guess, in the league in the sense of your talent. But, Greg, I want to dive into the draft process with you. Mm-hmm. You had a unique process because you killed it at Ohio State. You and Mike, and I played with Mike. I played with you. So it's really cool. And I think I was a little bit ahead of you, but I got a chance to watch your journey and, and see the hype and everything. You were definitely, you guys were definitely the show and you guys showed out over in college. But talk to me about the draft process. Once college ended and it was full steam ahead towards the draft, what was that like? And like for a man to have that much hype, you are cool as the other side of the pillow, dog. Like how did that work? So talk me through that. Did you care? What was your mindset? What was your days like leading into the draft? Um, I was very nervous to put it like that. Uh, I think 
we kind of had an idea I was going to be one or two. I mean, I only went and worked out for Portland and I did a visit for Seattle. So it was just kind of like it was going to be if Portland doesn't get me, Seattle's going to take that pick. That's, that was our thought process in the camp. Y'all know y'all taking me. Stop playing. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's what the projection said. So uh, For sure. So it, it just made sense. Um, you know, being in New York, doing all those interviews, doing a lot of training, media training, just to be ready, getting to meet a lot of new people that I haven't before, business people, business meetings. So you did media training before even you play today in the NBA because like a guy like myself, it started in summer league. So you were doing that even prior to the draft. Yeah. I mean, throughout high school, we would have camps that we would get opportunities to do a little bit of media training too. But especially after leaving those state in those couple of months before the draft, we was definitely doing some media training, making sure we was just able to talk to people, not stumble across our words and just be more professional. As the draft came along, you said the workouts went well. You were doing your thing, training. Obviously, you put it down in college. So, you like, your work was essentially already done. How did you feel going into the draft? Like, okay, training's done. Draft day's coming up. What was your agent saying? You said the nerves were there. Why was were the nerves there? Was it just because the NBA was something you hadn't seen before? Like, I mean, brother, you were first thing on Sports Center and all that. Like, how was that? I mean, my agency, they, they did everything possible to make sure I was ready and prepared for that moment. But also, I was nervous because you got to think just over a year and maybe two months ago, I'm playing against a 6'6 center in the state championship game in high school. For sure. So, you know, I'm still Man. young thinking I got to go up against Dwight Howard here in a few months. I got to be <laughs> ready. So, I mean, there's just instant nerves coming there with any type of change. But, uh, one thing that was cool that everybody in my agency got me to do, I went and saw a first screening of Transformers 1 on draft day. So like during the day, I had my little training. I had some interviews, but then uh, about five or six hours before the draft, I ended up going to see a, a special screening of Transformers, and I was big into that. I still am. I can't wait for the new one to for come sure. out. So that that was big time for me. That was something I remember, and it relaxed me before the draft. Word. Context. For those who don't know, when Tran Greg, tell me if I'm wrong, big dog. When Transformers 1 came out, like, CGI-wise, there was nothing else like it. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember coming out of that movie theater when I watched it. I was in Charlotte at the time, and I was, like, in shock. Like, oh, my gosh. Greg, am I, am I tripping? No, not at all. I mean, it was freaking amazing. I mean, that, that was just the type of stuff. But I was a nerd like that, so I, I loved all type of movies. Yeah. And, and that was the one <laughs> most hyped ones that I was able to see. Okay, okay. So talk me through the draft day. You go see Transformers 1. You did all the interviews. You did all... Who's there with you, man? And obviously, you know, I think the competition, it was it was you and KD. That mm -hmm. was like the story, you know, kind of like like deal there. Walk me through that. Um, well, you know, Mike Conley Sr. and Bill Duffy uh, with BDA, uh, definitely the the agents that were with me. But J.R. Hensley and Jody Evans, those are my people. They were they yeah, was with me Jody. everywhere. <laughs> um, so they, they were with me that day, uh, you know. After Transformers, had to rush back, take a shower, and get dressed, put on that suit. Everybody know you got to have your best suit ready, the one that looked best for you. I just didn't want to look terrible and be talked about being the worst <laughs> dress. So uh, I know to today's standards, my suit was definitely big, but I, I thought I looked good. I looked good enough, at least. 
What it looked like, big dog. What it looked like, because I know you're not a flashy I'm guy. Not. Did you throw some swagger on? Uh, it, it was a little. I think the tie was really nice, but it was just a blue suit. The pants were a little wide because that was the style back then. A little baggy pants, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, I thought it looked good. It, it, it wasn't bad because, as you said, I'm not too flashy, so I don't like to do too much. Walk me through the moment, man. What are the feelings, the vibes, the emotions when your name was actually called with the first pick? In the 2007 NBA Draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Greg Oden from Ohio State University. Well, I mean, at the table, I know Mike Sr. was moving between our table and Mike Conley Jr.'s table, which they were close. But coming up to that first one, I had my mom, my dad, my grandmother, and my brother there. And, you know, just not knowing what Portland was going to do. You know, KD was, was special that year at Texas. So coming out, they could just say, you know, we're going with KD. It just makes sense. You know, he was the best all-around player in that draft. But hearing my name called, you know, that was back then when they told you, you know, hug the person on your right, hug the person on your left, and get up there. <laughs> we on time constraints. So I, I really didn't go around the table like they do now. They go to two or three tables hugging people. Back. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I, I hugged my mom and my dad and, and gave my grandmother yeah, yeah, a kiss yeah. and I uh, went up there. And I promise you, the one thing I was thinking, it was just a whirlwind, but I was thinking was, don't trip walking up these damn stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I got these big shoes on. I was like, you better not trip and look all goofy in front of all these people yeah, being yeah, the number yeah. one pick. Um, but it was up there, you know, David Stern, you, you know, he, he gives you a nice little hug. He says, welcome to the league. And... You kind of just see all those lights. You start sweating like a mug. And it, it was just a, a little relief knowing that it was over with and thinking I'm just going to enjoy this moment with my family. And then I was the first one called back and the last one to be done doing interviews at the end of the night. <laughs> um, so it, it began a, a long night of just, you know, being prepared. So that's why I was doing all that media training before, because that was going to be a long day for me. And it was. Well, I see you super polished now, cool, calm, collected. Like, at that time, what, what, what were we, eight, 17, 18-year-olds? Uh, 18, 19. Were you a little rougher around the edges or a little shyer? Like, you know, was there stuff you had to work on media-wise? Yeah, you know, I was two years removed from standing up in front of my English class and sweating, <laughs> saying one page of a paper that I wrote, you know? Um, you know, just getting used to talking to people, you know, on that big stage, you know? That's not something that everybody just grows up with. You know, I, I was used to doing interviews or used to talking to Indiana reporters, but it wasn't like something that I was going to go through on that national stage from a, you know, a name call. You become one of the biggest celebrities for a, a span of a few months in this country. So, I mean, not alone the world sometimes. So it was definitely something you had to prepare for. And my team did a great job of making sure that I got as much tools as I can to be ready for that moment. I know when people tell you, like, your life will never be the same. Like, I can't imagine being drafted one, like, was there anybody or an experience at the draft in New York or someone that kind of had like reached out to you like, oh, dang, like this is uh, it's Michael Jordan on my phone right now or at a thing. And you're looking around like oh, my, my life is completely different now. Did you have a moment or someone called you or hit you and was like, all right, is, is this a little different than high school? OK, <laughs> uh, honestly, man, I was so busy doing interviews that I don't even think I had time to look at my phone. 
By the time I looked at my phone, it was the end of the night, and they was like, look, you got one hour to pack, but we got to be on this plane headed out to Portland. Yo. Yeah, it, it was changed. You know, it, it wasn't that much time with my family to enjoy. I thought I was going to go ahead and turn up in New York real quick, you know, <laughs> as a young man. But, uh, you know, you had responsibilities. I, I think that was the thing that really hit. It was like, no, nah, you, you got your job now. You got to get out to the West Coast and you got to be there for the people. You got to be there for that team wow. and start that work on that journey. All right, hold on. Don't go nowhere. Coming up next, Greg is going to tell us what it's like to guard Shaq. Yeah, yeah. Imagine stepping into those shoes guarding Shaq. Stay tuned. He's going to let you know what it's like. Coming up next on NBA Rookie Life. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to me about the first time that you joined the team, because a lot of people don't know. Obviously, you went straight out there. You know, summer league is one thing, even kind of, you know, like doing summer workouts. You know, we'll do workouts in the mm-hmm. summer, pre-draft stuff. Like, you talked about it. You know, I don't know about you, like... I didn't I, like I, some guys have been in the gym with all stars and pros the whole time. I saw that a little bit, but I didn't just get to work out with guys. What was it like when the whole team got there at training camp and you're looking over at the vets, looking over at the players? What was that feeling? Was there anybody who kind of took you under their wing early on as a young rook and was like, hey, man, you with me? Or, you know, talk to me about that experience when you first joined the team was like, hey, man, this, this ain't college no more. Um. Mine was a little different set up, man, because you got to think 
by the time the whole entire team came back, I had already had my season-ending surgery. You know, I got that kind of in between the start of the season and right after summer league ended. It was in between when I got that season-ending surgery. So by the time the team came, you know, I wasn't in there working out. I was already rehabbing. Um, so I guess a guy who I would say who I, I got to spend some time with with Darius Miles because me and him was in the practice facility working out a lot during that time in the summer. A lot of guys weren't really there yet in the city. But, you know, I think Steve Blake was the one who really was like, I got to get my big fella involved in this team, you know, make sure he would take me to dinner, uh, be around his family and uh, make sure I felt comfortable getting used to stuff in the transition. You know, me, Brandon, and LaMarcus were all really still young at that time. Yeah. And I know they were going into their second year coming from rookies to actual real vets and, and actually leading the team. So, yeah, it, it was a little different than most people coming in. You all blood, sweat and tears that same week together. Mine was I'm already on the sidelines and I'm just sitting here, you know, swimming, elliptical, doing everything I can to be around. But. I'm not really around the team because I'm always rehabbing and, and it's kind of looking forward to the next year. Did you get any advice, you know, by the way? Shout out to Darius Miles, man. He came on, man, went major love to D-Miles, man. That's super OG. Mm -hmm. He was a guy who you could actually talk to about that that journey. Did you get any advice from him or what were those talks like? Kind of like, look, at least, brother, you somebody who gets it, you know? Did you guys have any of those talks like, look, G, I, I know it's a, it's a whole different thing where we were picked? yeah. Uh, I mean, with D, for one, it was, you know, we out here in the West Coast. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that, that's the one thing. <laughs> you just got to get used to this West Coast, used to this organization, used to just being a pro. That's kind of the things that we talked about. Um, specifically, I can't tell you exactly what we talked about, <laughs> but it was more about getting my life together outside the court because mm. I definitely had a year of knowing that I'm going to be rehabbing, knowing I'm going to be in the city knowing that I'm a young man and, and going to want to do some things, but just how to maneuver, you know, out there on the West Coast, coming from the Midwest for both of us. And I got to get out that I was a big fan. I used to see him in all them right. damn movies when I was a kid. And knowing what he did, oh, oh yeah, with the Clippers. Yeah. You know, so I, <laughs> I had to get that out quick. <laughs> all right, G, when you, when you get on the court and you're finally playing, was there a guy that surprised you that you were like, dang, dog, this ain't college or high school, you know, because you was a bad man, G, don't get me wrong, but when you got a chance to play or even one of the OGs in practice, kind of like, man, the NBA is different. Or like, did you have anybody that kind of, kind of like, you just thought, like, I'm going to walk through this, man. It was like, okay, this is, this is not college no more. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, because every practice was a learning experience. So technically for me out there, this is my second year. Um, but, you know, my my vet, the guy who I had to play behind was Joel Prisbilla. And, you know, Joel, you know, might not have been the sexiest, you know, on court game, but he never stopped, man. And he was so solid, man, getting you offensive rebounds, defending, just being an anchor on that defense, man. And, and it was like, if you got to go up against him, you got to be ready to go the whole entire time he in there. He's not going to stop. So that was something that I definitely looked up to and got to learn and see while I was sitting out, but I want to say that the guy that really hit me was Yao Ming, man. Oh, <laughs> oh, stop it. Oh, big fella, yeah. Yeah, it was different, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and obviously Shaq. I mean, that's a whole other story. My favorite Shaq story was 
I, he's posting up, and I'm trying to like defend him and put my arm around, get my three quarters. Oh, which shack, so which shack is this? Is this? Which is this? This my, is Phoenix. Ooh, okay. This is Phoenix. This. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Man, he was so big. I swear to God, I couldn't see the the guard or the wing trying to give him the ball. <laughs> I'm looking around for the ball the whole damn time. <laughs> I mean, he was so huge, but. I want to say with Yao, because he was so tall, you couldn't move him. No matter how much weight you put on him, you couldn't move him. And then it'll take two dribbles, back you down, and then do a turnaround two-foot jumper in your face, and you couldn't block it because he was so tall. Golly. And, I mean, he, he's just had everything. So so Yao was kind of the toughest one. Um, it was probably the hardest guy I had to guard at that time. Nah, man. And, and for those who don't know, you know, when Greg says – it was tough to move him. That's important for a post player to move a guy off the block because you lean on a guy to kind of get him off balance, get your positioning, mm -hmm. and you want him to fight for position. So when you go to, as a big guy, you kind of know you in trouble. When you go to push a guy or lean and he don't move. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you like, oh, man. Or, and I knew I was strong at the time. Sure. I was putting this on work for years. And coming against big gal, man, it, it's tough. But, I mean, he's a great player. And, and, and G, I got to give you your flowers, man. Um, I was in Charlotte, and we played against you. And, you know, you had a name. So, for all the other big men in the league, it was a target on your back. And I was like, all right, this dude ain't really like that. And I remember, like, kind of going up to you and standing next to you. I'm like, okay, he is kind of like, you know, a lot of people say they seven-footers ain't seven. I was like, yeah, he's as tall as he said. Yeah, okay, he's big, too. Yeah, okay, okay, let's see. But, you know, I, I was, I'm skinny strong, G. So, I'm like, all right, let me try to hit him. And I hit you one time. You ain't move, and you didn't. You know, normally you hit somebody, they turn around and hey, watch out! It's, I hit you, you turn around, you ain't move. I'm like, all right, this dude might be the real deal. And I remember, I'll never forget it, dog. Like, you know, we're similar in a sense. Like, I'm a help defender, so I remember going out and helping. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, for us, you can help and get back. You used to guarding two people, mm -hmm. and I helped off you. And before my head turned, you were in the rim, monkey dunking the basketball, <laughs> and I was just like, I was, I was like. I was like, okay, he's big, he's strong, and he's fast. Like, your quick jump was so ridiculous, bro. Like, I got to give you your flowers, and I'm just like, nah, he's all that. He's all that because, G, you could – not just could you play the, like, okay, let's out-athlete, let's tough. Like, your footwork is impeccable, brother. Appreciate that, man. Listen, hang right there. Don't go nowhere. Greg is going to break down one of his monster games and why it actually happened, and he's going to let you know who the sleeper of the draft is. Yeah, you heard it, the sleeper of the draft, and Greg has some unique things to say that you probably didn't know. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here on NBA Rookie Life. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. 
void where prohibited. See terms at pig6.draftkings.com slash promos. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Greg, let's step into the NBA Rookie Life film room. Listen, Greg, you're the, you're the first first pick in the draft, dog. I'm living through you. What, what was it like? Because you only had one workout. We talked about it earlier. We got some film here. Tell me what's going on when you're the first pick in the draft and you're here working out for the team. So what were you doing? I know. Listen, I worked out in Portland. They tried to kill me up there. Okay, <laughs> Bonnie and, and Coach Lucas and McMillan. Yes, so talk to me about this experience, man. What's going on here? Let's go again. Go fly. First, just going through some read and react stuff in the post, stuff I haven't done before, and then definitely getting out and running, making sure I can make some quick decisions, switch ends of the floor really quick. Uh, just so you know, the most nervous I was when I was stretching because I didn't know what was about to come. <laughs> First time going through that stuff, not really knowing what to expect. I feel like I could have been definitely more in shape for this. But as you know, these workouts are made for you to use up all of your energy and whatever, however hard you think it's going to be, it's going to be a little harder, you know, getting a chance to sow my athleticism and then working on some defensive stuff, you know, and those workouts, it's not just about what you can do offensively. You got to be able to show, especially for me, am I going to be able to protect the rim, you know, be the backup, be, be the anchor of that defense, be able to help some guys out. And that goes into that draft process. And I definitely went through all of those. And as you can see in my Ohio State LeBrons, I was still wearing because <laughs> <laughs> those were my lucky charms. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then that, that drill right there is a little rebounding drill that, that Coach Bano that I still use today with uh, some of my guys, uh, some of my bigs when I worked them out in uh, 
Yeah, man, it, it was a lot of stuff. And as you can see, I'm drained. That's probably my second shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a lot of up and down. And, and to be honest with you, it was more up and down than I thought it would be through those workouts. But uh, I thought it was good. And uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know, I, I think I did a second workout for him just to make sure because I don't think I felt like I was in the right shape. As you can tell, me breathing all hard through that one. It, it, it was, so you set it up and came back? Yeah, I, I had to come back and get another workout in, man. And, and luckily, they believed in me and gave me the opportunity to get that second workout in, just making sure that I was in better shape. But you know, that summer, I actually did have some. I had my tonsils taken out because during summer league, I was dealing with that as well. Getting tired mm. real quick, you know, just getting fatigued and I don't think I was getting as much oxygen, you know, as I thought I was. And I always had tonsillitis every summer. So, yeah, right at like mid-summer league, I ended up getting my tonsils taken out. I didn't know that, man. For those who don't know, for a ball player, our conditioning and our cardio ability to breathe is everything. Mm -hmm. And also what's different, you actually got Nate on the floor running the oh, workout. Yeah. I, listen, when I went, <laughs> Nate didn't run the workout, man. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, this is it was it was definitely something different. Looking back at those, I might have to take them for some of my young boys. I'm about to go back and look at that uh at this pre-draft and, and use some of these things for my guys. And Greg, I'm gonna tell you right now, if I'm a scout or or somewhere from that part, B Roy was in the building, mm -hmm. man. I'm sure Lamarcus went too far away. Lamarcus was probably in in, in Dallas hooping, probably uh, yeah. <laughs> over there. So well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. The way you took off and ran, big fella, I was like, uh, check, yeah, we got to get him. Mm. <laughs> you took off, man. You had you had some wheels, man. For a big fella that strong, you could pick him up and put him down. All right, G, let's get to it. Let's get to another clip, man. Sure. I think that was some cool stuff there. And for those who don't know, like, every time you take a shot, every time you rebound, you're thinking about this is going to impact where you are going to live, like where you're going, the money you're going to make that like, so like those nerves and anxiety are behind that, man. So big fella hats off to you for killing it. And then having, see, that's an OG move, Greg. That's a throwback move. Like, nah, I didn't do good enough. I'm coming back after I'm in, you know, in shape where I want to be. I'm going to show y'all again. So hats off to you, brother. Uh, People don't know what that's I, like. I don't think it was more me. It was more, can we get another workout? <laughs> I, I wish I, I was that OG to be like, no, nah, I need to do another one. But it, it was more of a request. <laughs> it was more, I needed to do another one. We got it done. Now, we put you down. We talking about Big Chris Bella putting paws on you, man. But let's go ahead and bring you back. And Yao Ming and Shaq and that. Let's bring you back up, man, because you showed out in your rookie year. We found some footage here, and we want to see if Coach G... Uh, Coach OG, we'll call you Coach OG. We'll flip the, the Odin and the Greg for right now. Let's break this to clip down and talk to me about this career high night, man. Okay. Uh, you, you went off against the Bucks and like, let me know, man. Did you have cereal for breakfast? Did you have oatmeal? <laughs> what, what was you? What, what, what was going on here? Here's White setting it up for Odin. Portland head coach Nate McCullough telling us his Odin is set up runs. Total of eight minutes. Nice move by Odin. He used to. He's got a great find right here with a guy who's worked very hard. There you see right there. Oh, man. <laughs> Greg Odin, who sprints down the other end after the school. Odin ducks it again. What were these reads if you remember this game, man? But you you definitely showed out. And, and it, like, when you had 24 and 15, it was, like, dominant. Mm -hmm. It was a different. When your center does that, it's different. That's the way that you play, the impact on the game. So uh, walk me through this game, Greg. Uh, well, this game, it was uh, January 19th. So my birthday is the 
22nd. So if I'm not mistaken, let's see. Ooh. Well, first off, a game like this, you know, it was always big for me to to always go on the offensive glass. Look at uh, T. Outlaw going to work. Oh, man, I had good players. Rudy, and he's still playing over there in Spain doing this thing. Man, we had we had a good team, man. I, I just think we had great players. We we caused some mismatches. And for me, at that time, being the dominant guy in the post, it just worked with all the wings and all the movements we had. You know, something like this, you know, get guys going to the middle, spin back, go the opposite way. You know, and being bigger, just shoot right over them. And always going to the glass, setting picks, getting guys open, that's going to just create stuff for you, you know. And Greg, the one thing I love, you always play the right way. Like, was this something you've always done or was there a coach that imprinted that, you know, in you? But like, you were just out working big. Oh, my God. Gee, gee you dunking that thing. Different, oh, big my dog. God. That's, what, that's what I said. He was monkey dunking that thing. <laughs> he was dunking different. But where'd that mentality come from? Oh, man. Shoot. I, my first dunk in the seventh grade in the game. Um, once I realized I can dunk in the game and I can touch that room, seventh grade. Wait, what grade? Yeah, my first dunk was seventh grade. And, and once I did that, I was like, why don't I just do this every time? <laughs> it's easier to get up on this rim and make sure I get my two points and it's dominant. So no big fella, you in the passing lanes too? Huh? Stop it. Huh? Come on, man. Huh? <laughs> but that's just that's the equivalent of the DN getting a a, a random uh, interception. Interception. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, this, this, I guess this was a good game. I, I think I was getting ready for my uh, 21st birthday, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, that was 2009. Yeah, I was born in 88. So, yeah, I, I think I, I was a little excited and a little ready. I, I had to show off and, and, and know that this next next chapter of my life, you know, I, I wanted to look up. So I gave him my all this game. No, man, it definitely dominant performance. And I'm telling you, even the way that you're scoring and the things that you're doing. Gee, you you still are different, man. You're different, brother. The way that you're moving, your anticipation skills, hitting the glass, the IQ. And I think like we're at that age, Greg, where it's time for us to give it back to somebody. So I love that you're coaching and you're giving back, man. But I mean, just the stuff you were doing, brother. This one was different, Greg. When you had that double-double, it, it was different. And like, you know, for a player like you, your impact on the game didn't always have to be in points. You know, if you had nine and eight, like that was a winning play. Like, big fella, what's going on here at the point? I know you just rolling. They flopping all, all right. over the place. Go talk to me today. Hey, this this is just being on balance. I mean, all these guys, you know, they flop these days, especially when you're setting picks, when you're going through the lane, when you're strong, they're going to flop. So learning how to be on balance, know how to take the up your hand, space. Greg. Hey, the left hand was something I learned a long time ago, especially in college, you know, not having my right for that year. You know, and I just got comfortable with it to the point where, you know, you can just go to that. You know, God's preparing for you to go right. You know, go back to that left. You know, that's something that I had always. Still to this day, when uh, the guys come on recruiting visits, I go ahead and beat them with my left hand J's. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Game of pig. Every recruit. You're going to lose <laughs> to me offhand. Bank shot from the free throw line. <laughs> go and get that thing, big fella. What Ooh. about what about? Greg, you had That's everything. That's just being a rim protector, man. Just, just trying to do everything that I've done since I was a kid, man. Being my height, learning defense first. You know, you, you had to play that way. You know, having a great point guard like Sergio putting me in good spots. You know, this was a good game, man. 
We dominating. Greg, do you know when you jump, it looks different? Do you know when you dunk, everybody like, oh, like, did you, do you realize that? Or do you just hear the reactions when you would do stuff? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it, it was my favorite and it was from uh, Darius Miles. I don't know if I can cuss on here. Go ahead. But, uh, go ahead. He <laughs> was like, he was like, Gio, you different. He was like, as soon as I saw you after your first workout call, my boy was like, we got one. He's just I was like, what? He was like, when he get on that rim, he go. <laughs> and that used to always make me laugh. But that was something I just always did, man. Whenever I dunked, I always lift my legs up, pull my body up. Honestly, it came from me trying to kick somebody when I got mad. And that's just how all my dunks ended up being. See, I ain't want to talk about that, but I didn't seen the mean side of Greg Oden before. Like, you are the <laughs> nicest man on the planet. But if you feel like it's game time, like... I love that, G. You you definitely got that dog in you, man. You got that dog in you. Um, all right, let's get to another clip, man. We got some more cool stuff here. Uh, amazing job there, G. And like I said, man, I could watch these highlights. Oh, I'm just I'm salivating, dog. But like I said, <laughs> we're at that point in our age. It's time for us to give it back to the next man. So we love yes, you, coaching. All right, G. Let's stay in the NBA rookie film room, man. We need Coach G here. And G, we got to talk about Walker Kessler here, man. Took it away. The runner. Front row. Bowler, the other impressive thing about Walker Kessler is he gets back up off the floor quickly, just like that. Swat. Hey, this kid's really intriguing. 13 block shots now. Drops it down to THT. Lob it up and put it home. Walker Kessler, Skywalker. He's having a nice three. Tapped in. Comes off the rim. Walker Kessler there. Works twice. He's got some branches on him for the third try. Once, twice. Robinson short. And yeah. the rebound in the corner. Beautiful. Listen to this crowd cheer for Walker Kessler. Kessler's got that fist up, the fist pump. He came in number four in blocked shots in the NBA. Puts the ball down. Euro steps inside. Blocked by Walker. My goodness. Four swats in the first six minutes. Sexton up and down. Walker Kessler, please, young man. My goodness, baller. Is this fun to watch or what? He is, I think, arguably the sleeper of the draft, man. He and Tari Eason sure. have just set the NBA, but he's a throwback big. And this is the era where they don't take big men anymore. And he just dominated Utah and stepped in. And I'm not going to say he's Rudy, he's filled those shoes, but like, man... They feel comfortable. I'll say that, man. What do you see in Walker Kessler when you watch him play? What about, you know, you played the position, so you you can talk that talk, man. What are you seeing from Walker here and break down his game for something that the everyday fan may not know? Well, I mean, first thing, he, he's an old school big. He's not scared to contest shots at the rim. He runs the floor hard. He uses his length as a strength for him, and he's strong with it. You know, a lot of guys at that size – can't, you know, take a hit and still able to get that block shot, you know, but he's able to pump fake move and then get this reverse dunk that he does so often and so well. Yes. You know, he, he's just strong and, and, and he's solid. In this day and age, as a big, that's really what you need. You need a guy who can play on the baseline, who can hit a, a spread three, corner three if you need to, but who can run the floor defend and, and just not be a problem out there when you're out there on the court. You know, he, he's getting block shots. He's getting offensive rebounds. 
He's getting assists. I mean, he's affecting the game in multiple ways to where he's able to to use his length and the team can use his length while he's out there when, you know, other teams are playing small ball. That 7-1 is going to come in handy, you know, and he's doing things like that, you know, dunking over a defense or he's coming over and helping everybody else when a guy is able to get past and shoot over you. Kessler's very solid, man. And, and as you said, he is a sleeper of this draft, I think, and it's going to be hopefully good with a team that uses him the right way for a long time. Uh, G, do you feel like the the game, because of guys like Walker Kessler, may trend back towards having that traditional center and say like, man, hey, we need a shot blocker. We're going to, you know, hey, we're going to keep that big guy in the dunker. We're going to have a, a post-up guy, a guy playing on the weak side. Do you feel like, you know, he's that type of player that other teams may say, man, we need bigs back in the game. They're, everybody trending towards small, Greg. You know how, man, you feel about that, but do you think he could be that type of player? Well, because teams are going to that smaller ball, getting guys who are all about, you know, 6'7 to 6'9, 6'10 ish. A guy that can come out there and, and take advantage and do stuff like this, who's good in the pick and roll, who can jump over defenses, who can get rebounds over defenses, who can block shots on all the other guys on the other team. I think they're going to bring those guys back, but I think they're already there. Like the Clint Capellas, you know, guys mm. who are just solid. They don't need the ball to affect the game. They just run hard, offensive rebound, and block shots. And and I think teams can use this because other teams are going to that small ball type of game. If you had any advice for a guy like Walker Kessler, you played the position at a very high level. What would it be, man, when you watch him play? What would you say to him if you had a chance to talk to him? Uh, man, keep it going. Uh, work on getting a, a go-to move in the post. I mean, that's just one thing that's going to expand your game. If they can give you the ball in the post and know that you can get a bucket, but also getting those corner threes and that top of the key three. Mm. I mean, that's just something I feel like every big has to have these days so we can spread the floor as well being out there. But, you know, keep on going to the glass. Keep on protecting the paint. Keep on running the floor hard, learning how to play and picking rolls. I mean, that's something that's going to keep him out there on that floor. And uh, he has to keep it up. But to add to his game, a go-to move in, in that three-point shot is going to be big for the length of his career. Well, shoot, man. Amazing stuff there, Greg. Hopefully Walker, you know, can, can get this. He's a friend of the show also, man. Shout out Walker Kessler, man. He and he has such a, a year, man. He was in that rookie of the year running, man. And, you know, like yes, I said, I, I, I hate that we can't just talk about Walker without saying something to Rudy Gobert. But those are big shoes to fill, man. And that was a lot of pressure on him. And hats off for him for just coming in and not trying to be Rudy but doing his job. And Rudy's a heck of a player. I think he played great. And I think sometimes it's, they, people make it a, it's not a competition. Rudy's a heck of a player. Walker's a heck of a player, you know, so it, it ended up working out. But Greg, thank you again, my brother. I'm ecstatic for you. Every time I see that, those highlights, man, I like watching it, man. I'm, I'm hyped that we had, we still hadn't seen nothing like you before. And G, for the sure. one thing we love to do here is we love to, get back and support because you took the time out of your day and brother i know your schedule is crazy out coaching and recruiting doing all the things to come and hang with us so where can the fans come and support you and watch you and see greg old next man well right now i'm coaching at butler university go dogs we're gonna have a good summer a good year hopefully but also you know instagram just at greg odin you know come say hi see pictures of me and my family that's all i really post <laughs> and other bulldogs but uh appreciate you having me ryan you know you're my guy man 
I hope all is well with you and your family, and, and thank you for having me. No, nah, man, I, I appreciate you, brother. And like I said, man, one of my favorite people, man, I hope that more people can check out your story and know, like I said, you need your flowers, brother, how much game you got, dog, because I've seen it firsthand, how much game you still got, okay? We're a little older, so you can't do it all the time, but how much game is there, man? Appreciate you, big dog. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys here on NBA Rookie Life for hanging out with us. You guys are the most important part of the show. But to keep this thing going, make sure you like, you follow, subscribe, retweet, untweet, whatever. And, and just shout us out, man, and share the good word. We appreciate you guys, like I said, for hanging with us and, and shoot us a message or two here and there. And we want to know, who would you like to see on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins? Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys so much. And remember, show us some support, show some love, and spread the word. See you next week. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.